your approach to content is allowed to evolve with your business and change as your needs and time availability changes. So today I want to talk about my approaches to content and how I'm taking a different approach to my own content for at least Q1. Uh, So thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Isabella Sanchez Castaneda, or you may know me as Isa, and this is my podcast to document the process of becoming the business owner I know I can be and building the business that I love. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is definitely going to be a little bit more of a technical episode and one that has a lot more to do with my um, expertise uh, in what I do daily with clients rather than, you know, the, just the journey. So um, I'm excited that it's going to be a little different. It's still going to have to do a lot with like my own thoughts and feelings because that's just how I live my life. But um, basically, uh, I am a marketer. I am a content strategist, digital marketing strategist. Primarily what business I'm building is a marketing agency or consultancy, depending on the client needs. Um, I have now for my own business page been posting for a year. Um, I started my page actually at the very end of January and that's not my only experience though. Um, I was a, a digital editor for a magazine. That was my, uh, corporate job. I have been handling the social media for a nonprofit for a good amount of time now. I've done a lot of different marketing campaigns that are meant for social media, both in college for the different um, organizations I worked with and also now with clients. I primarily specialized in small businesses, um, especially women-led businesses and those that really have a social mission. So taking all of those things into consideration, I wanted to just kind of give you that overview, that background. Um, When I say social media, my experience has primarily been with Facebook, Instagram, like that meta suite, as well as... um, Twitter in the past, I've kind of left Twitter um, and now have really dove into TikTok. So uh, I think my primary uh, focus today will mostly be Instagram since I know that that's where most of my audience still hangs out and where a lot of you who tune in primarily get your business from. But I will touch on TikTok a bit as well as other platforms like YouTube um, and the exploration of other things. So Uh, As I said, I basically started posting on Issa Media Inc. um, in February, and the primary goal of my Issa Media Inc. Instagram account is to gain leads and warm people up to wanting to work with me, whether that is in a short-term, one-off capacity or something more long-term like retainer. I started with a month of... Uh, Reels, the 28 Days of Reels Challenge last February. That was fantastic. Um, I kept doing Reels for about two more weeks. So after six weeks of starting my account, I reached 500 followers and was able to grow it slowly going forward since I stopped doing Reels every single day. Um, And I'm sitting right now at 1,300. And this is a great progression I am not someone who believes that you need to have thousands and thousands of followers in order to have strong lead generation or to have strong relationships with people. Um, I really emphasize for myself and for my clients that 
It is much more about the focus on the quality of your leads and that the people that are following you actually care and support the content that you put out. Um, so want to preface with that. And so what I started the episode saying was that your content strategy is allowed to evolve with you, your goals, your time, and things. So in the very beginning of my business, especially as I was figuring out what I wanted to do, my reels, um, I had a lot more time for reels. And I had a lot time more time to create Instagram-specific, like the pointing ones, all the trends. I had a newsletter for a long time where I was sending out trending audios and trending uh, features. And that was like where I was at because I had a lot more time to invest in paying attention to trends. I also, on the other hand, was not 100% confident yet in my voice on the platform. I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it, how I wanted to come across. And I think that that's perfectly acceptable. I think that that takes time. Um, so relying on trends was actually uh, beneficial to get me started. And so if you are someone who is a little more um, in that discovery phase, trends are perfectly fine and can kind of lead you down the path of like what you want your focus to be and how you feel comfortable showing up. But um, as I grew both in my confidence, as I grew in my business, and I wanted to offer different things, I needed to introduce more nuance. And I was able to do that through static posts, through carousels. I used to hate carousel. I kind of still do, right? Um, carousels are like allowing you to give a lot more depth, but they take so much longer to um, put together. And I'm really an audio visual person. Like I like talking. So I guess audio video. I like talking. I like presenting things on screen. Uh, that's why you're hearing my voice now. That's why I gravitated towards YouTube as well. Uh, it just, it works much more easily with my brain. That's like going five different places at once. Um, however, the, the carousels really helped me gain a sense of authority and credibility with the people that followed me. Um, and so then I introduced a lot more things like I was able to introduce my newsletter because of it. And that's a piece of content. Um, and so, so far you can see I've been evolving where at first I just needed the thing that was going to allow me to take the quickest action and gain the most return on it, which was reels. Then I was able to build credibility and authority through um, carousels and through static posts and through a lot of storytelling and like connection building with long captions. Um, I've I've always been and still am really in my stories. Um, I love telling stories, updating people about my day, um, showing behind the scenes content, things like that. However, um, as I keep going, and I think this is a concern that a lot of business owners come to um, come to have and why a lot of business owners end up outsourcing is that as your business grows, as you get more clear on the direction that you're going, as you do get the things that you want in terms of clients, in terms of relationships, in terms of commitments, content becomes a bit harder to prioritize and creating fresh on-trend, 
extremely timely content day to day is very difficult. And it's maybe not the thing that's going to be the most bang for your buck in terms of if you were to apply your hourly rate to creating your own content. And um, I knew that from the beginning because that's what my clients were coming to me with. But also I experienced it myself that in the time periods where um, I was doing the most outreach in terms of proposals, in terms of actually getting projects, signing contracts, doing my VIP days, things like that, um, I had so much less time. And it really makes me think of my friend Nia who from the very beginning, she told me, she said, people who are getting a ton of clients don't show their face on camera as often. And, you know, she in her own way and in her own marketing philosophy was completely correct. And I think that there are people obviously who maybe will choose to outsource other parts of their business so that they continue to be forward facing and like the face of their brand. But I would venture to say that I agree with Nia and really, um, do believe that the more busy you get, the more clients you have, the more commitments, the more podcast episodes that you get invited to be a guest on, or the more speaking engagements you get, or the more times that you have to be an operational CEO, the less that you can spend on making one-off micro content for a platform like Instagram. And so that brings me to where I am currently, where a lot of my clients are at currently, and where I hope that you can um, get to in terms of changing up your approach, which is thinking so much more about long-term, really solid, more leaning towards evergreen content that can then be repurposed a ton in a ton of different ways. And I'm going to break down how that goes. And in a way that can make you really mindful of what is more important to follow the trend or to make your unique voice and creativity and value proposition heard? Because going back to what I was saying about the reels, the trendy reels, the reels where I'm pointing around the screen, got a lot of views and got a lot of attention. But were they going to be memorable long term? And were they ultimately going to be building a relationship with the people? So that's where the shift happens uh, and where we get to where I am today. So I'm much more now about continuing that storytelling that I was saying in the long captions. My reels and most of my TikToks are me talking straight to the camera. My YouTube is me talking straight to the camera. This right here that you're listening to is me talking into the microphone and letting you know who I am. Who is Issa? Who, Who is the person behind this marketing brand? Who is the person that I'm going to be working with and spending time with and trusting to represent my content and my marketing? And that means, one, I'm probably not getting as many views because not as many people know who I am, but the quality of the people who are engaging, whether or not they're going to ever become clients, the quality of their investment in me and my investment in them is so much higher. And that is the thing that has allowed me to be really comfortable with the way that I'm choosing to do content. And I think a lot of it is now this podcast, transparency, being open, being building a community, again, beyond just the potential clients, but also just so that you on the other side of this of these headphones 
don't feel alone, that you feel like there is a community of entrepreneurs out there. There's people who are going through the same things that you're going through. And if I can just be that one person where you can at least say, well, I know Issa went through something similar. That means the absolute world to me. And now everything is trickling out of my long form content, which is where I think most people need to get to. So long form content, if you haven't heard the term before, is anything like a blog, um, a YouTube video, a podcast, maybe a keynote. If you um, did a conference and you're someone who's regularly speaking, that can be your form of long form. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I've missed. Even sometimes like IGTVs or IG lives, though I do encourage you to have a bit more of like a cross platform strategy. So your long form content is at the top and then the rest of the content trickles out of it. So let's go just for simplicity's sake with um, a YouTube video, which is what I was doing um, in Q4 of 2021, is you take the YouTube video, you can then make a newsletter that guides people back there with additional tips or the same tips, just worded differently. And again, then you link back to the YouTube video. You can pull um, the transcript of that YouTube video and make it into a blog and get the SEO hits. You can then take that and make it into a carousel You can for Instagram. Then you can resize that carousel and use it for LinkedIn. You can pull quotes. You can use those quotes as tweets. You can use them as graphics for Instagram. You can use them as um, graphics or uh, just text posts for LinkedIn, for Facebook. Um, then you can pull... Um, actual clips of the YouTube video that you made and put those on Instagram reels. If it's a longer clip on IGTV, which is now just that videos tab, but I'm just going to keep going IGTV. I'm so sorry. Um, you can take that video and put it on LinkedIn. You can take that video, put it on Facebook. You can take that video, put it on Twitter, or you can make it into a vertical format where you can put it in reels, TikTok, uh, YouTube shorts, and even Facebook Reels, they're paying really well with Facebook bonuses. I should probably take more advantage of that. Then you can cycle through all of that and one video can lead you to however many things I just listed. If you are interested in that, I do have a YouTube video on specifically my repurposing strategy. Um, it might be due for an update, but it's only a couple months old. So go check that out if you want like a visual with it. Um, but what this repurposing content strategy allows me to do and allows my clients to do and why I'm now pushing more and more of my clients towards this multi-channel repurposing approach is that it allows you to one, have your voice or face be front and center. It allows the things that you're posting to be rooted in you and who you are in your brand and what you do and why you have value and why you um, are the person for the other person who's going to hire you rather than in the trends. It's also a lot more timeless. So this podcast, um, and to give you some behind the scenes, each one of my podcast episodes is repurposed either by myself or by um, Tim or Julissa. It's repurposed into three to four clips per episode. I usually post one and then the other ones go into a content bank. So I spent the 15, 20, 30 minutes, however long the episode is, um, on making it, but then those clips can be used this week. They can be used a month from now. They can be reused a couple months from now because no one actually ever remembers every single piece of content you make. And then um, same thing goes for the quotes and all of that. 
and it allows you or the team member that you hire to have way more flexibility with um, how you make content. And it's much less time intensive on you from a day-to-day standpoint. Um, Same thing. Maybe you're not a, a video audio person like I am, but you instead would like to do a blog. That blog can be put on so many different platforms. You can introduce Pinterest in there. That's not my wheelhouse, but um, if you're curious about that, I can I can bring on a Pinterest specialist. I would actually love to do that. And um, the blog can then, the quotes can be pulled out of there. The different paragraphs can be pulled out of there. You can make carousels out of that, all of those things. And you have just so much more potential and longevity with what you do rather than losing your head over one piece of content every single day. Now, there will be times where it is completely appropriate to do trend-based content, especially if you're someone who's like early on in your TikTok journey or you want to do something like I did with the 28 Days of Reels and you're just going for like rapid growth. That's appropriate, but you should know like, okay, I'm going to take two weeks to do that, but that's not a long-term strategy. Um, Same thing even with like, I would love to have a branding specialist on here, but some branding specialists get really tired of people who go on the graphic design trends. And so their, their IG graphics or their logo changes like every two, three months because they're just trying to keep up with what's cute and trendy rather than what's sustainable and on brand for them. And to go into my feelings and emotions, like I love to do this approach. And I started taking this more repurposing approach a bit when I started YouTube, but now, especially with my podcast where the, I want to say 90% of my content is now repurposed. Um, I would love to hear what other people are thinking and how they're perceiving it. But from a creator standpoint, being able to repurpose my content and having it be my voice lets me go so much deeper and so much more intentional with what I put out and also has taken away so much stress of like thinking about the the minutia and the originality of this one post that who knows how many people are actually going to see and has let me focus so much more on my clients, has let me focus on on taking care of myself in all the ways that I've mentioned in previous episodes and has actually helped me detach from the feelings towards the algorithm. So when I'm not making content that is so specific towards feeding the algorithm, but instead I'm making something larger that's more longevity driven, like I've been saying, um, the results or lack thereof don't impact me emotionally as much. Do I care? Absolutely. I always care. And I especially care when it comes to repurposing my client's content. But I don't care as much because I don't feel like I went out of my way to make something for this math equation that controls our likes and our um, reach and that eventually starts to like rub against our our self-worth or the way that we perceive ourselves just because it's some numbers and it didn't think that the content was valuable. I don't think that... Um, I've been as affected in the last month since I've really, really, really started to implement this repurposing strategy. So before this podcast goes way too long, because I know it's a little longer than uh, something that you're used to, I would love to hear how you are taking this in. And if this information is helpful, do you want more content specific um, podcast episodes? Please let me know at Issa Media Inc. on Instagram. Um, But I do want to include my expertise. This is literally what I do. I don't want it to be the whole podcast because I just love 
sharing with you all like the just the journey part of the entrepreneurship and I think there's a lot of people uh, in a variety of different ways trying to tell you hacks and tips and tricks to crush it on this platform or the other um, and I'm much more interested in in sharing with you guys um, how you can crush it or be great or be satisfied at least just with the process of the entrepreneurship journey rather than like you know the the little day to day and that's why I think I'm having that big shift and I actually really enjoy the fact that I'm having that shift and I bring it back to the top of this episode you are allowed to change the way that you show up and the way that you put yourself into the world based off of your needs based off of your business priorities and based off of the way that you want to feel And um, I love that I'm coming to this point because it, one, helps me serve myself better, but it's ultimately helping me serve whether it's a consultant client that only wants a one-off strategy session or someone that wants a retainer. I think I have a much much more robust approach now um, and an approach that is a lot more mindful of people and their time and their intention and their depth and not so much focused on the little itty bitty trends. So I really appreciate you tuning in. Again, I would love feedback on this episode since it does feel like it was a bit different than some of my other episodes. Um, And I, again, would love to hear from you at Issa Media Inc. on Instagram or at It's Isabella Sanchez on TikTok. Um, I'll be going a lot more in depth into this strategy very, very soon. So I will see you then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in.